Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 109 of the Post 20 podcast. Uh, my name is Evan. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Matt. I feel like I've done 400 of these this week, but what's going on? Uh, I don't really know how to feel right now. We're recording this right after the Chelsea game. I got a lot of mixed emotions right now because uh, betting didn't go well. The game obviously didn't go well. Um, I did, I've been doing the last three days of games, I've been making money and it's like one of the tabs is, uh, players shots on target. And I've been hitting those a lot because the first day I had in the Villa game, um, I think I had Ollie Watkins getting two shots on target. He did. And then I made money. I bet on wolves to win. Their odds were crazy against Brighton, which is ridiculous. They were like plus 360 to win. Yep. Um, they won that, and then I, I also think I hit on the um, the Palace game too. I put some on there too. But today I had like I had Chelsea, the Chelsea game over two and a half, Mason Mount scoring, and I had Reese James getting one shot on target, and the the game ended one one. It was so I was so pissed. Um, but yeah, soccer wise, it's a weird week. Obviously, um, a bunch of games are being postponed slash canceled due to outbreaks in each club's camps um there's there's a petition or something go around between clubs trying to get games postponed until the new year or at least till boxing day uh to give teams enough time to recover from all these um illnesses whatever if they're asymptomatic or not um it's really annoying right now we were evan was saying it's crazy how it's just happening now um they've been doing this since the relaunch in july and there hasn't been a problem since or any major problems and now it's a big problem so um there's no system in place to where it was going to be okay the league's staying firm with their guidelines on it'll be case by case whether the club needs it or not it's not like they're going to cancel every game uh, because they want to get these games in because there's going to be no time to reschedule them unless they push it back into like June or July, how they did um, the relaunch of last season. So big headache there. Uh, one bit of good news, though, before I guess I pass it back to you. I saw, I don't know if it's true or not, but Barclays uh, secured a deal with the Premier League t- until 24-25 season. So now it's going to be the Barclays Premier League again. So um, that's pretty hype, those yellow and blue balls the Nikes or whatever they were, the total 90s. Yeah. So that was the one bit of good news I saw today. Yeah, I uh, I saw that same thing. Somebody sent me that in the morning. Uh, made me happy. Absolutely love that old lion crest. Um, I remember the total 90 ball, the white one with the blue um, kind of L slash square that went on it. Man, that was, yeah. a, that was a 2007 ball. Watched a lot of Ronaldo performances with that ball. One of my very favorites. I still have it. Um, so yeah, like Matt said, you know, we're we're dealing with the um repercussions of essentially the Premier League not having a plan in place um for this sort of thing happening. Um and and you know, Matt echoed what I said earlier. It's a little strange that now all of a sudden um everyone's positive for COVID. You know, I I don't know if it's just because it's flu season. Um, and sickness spreads faster when it gets a little colder. I guess that's possible. Um, but it does seem a little strange to me um, that across you know the United States, we have two leagues that are exploded with COVID um, and the NFL and the NBA. You know, it's impossible right now to get a read on any sort of result or the way that a team is going to perform because a new player is 
positive every day. Um, and it's the same thing in the Premier League now. So, you know, Matt and I are kind of going to have to fire from the hip a little bit, I think, these next couple weeks. Hopefully they can get it under control. But ultimately, you know, there's nothing that we can do from from our armchairs. You know what I mean? It's it's up to um, the powers that be, the heads of the PL, the club owners um, and operators. And hopefully they get it sorted because, you know, this is no fun. It's no fun watching um, teams without their best players or uh, marquee players. I mean, we just saw... You know, in in Liverpool, Newcastle, you know, that game ended 3-1. And it was only that that third goal got scored at the very end. That game was cagey. And they were missing Van Dyke. Uh, They were missing Curtis Jones. You know, these are guys that have been getting first-team minutes all season. So it's a problem. Um, But let's go ahead and get into um, some of the results. You know, this is probably going to be a shorter show because we don't have that much to talk about. Um, Norwich City. Nil, Aston Villa 2. These games are from match day 17. This one went off on the 14th, two days ago now. Villa get a much-needed win against the Norwich side, who don't come out and do hardly anything. Um, Possession was split pretty much down the middle in this one, but Villa looked extremely good on the offensive side of the ball. 17 shots, 6 shots on target, a goal for Jacob Ramsey in the 34th, and Ollie Watkins pulled through in the 87th to ensure that Villa got all three points. I thought this was a really solid performance from Villa. Um, It's nice to see that Gerrard has them up to 10th place. They were down bad when Dean Smith left, looking good since um, Stevie G has shown up to the club. What would you take away from this one? Oh, right away, the first five minutes of this game, Villa came out with a purpose, very uh, high press, worked really hard, and uh, right off the bat put Norwich on the back foot. Um, Not the same Norwich that came out against United. They played a lot better there. Um, Quebec, one of their center backs that started in this game, got subbed off before the half. Uh, He was dealing with an injury pretty much the whole time he played. Um, so they had to throw somebody else back there off the bench, Sam Byram, who wasn't used to playing. I think that was his first minutes of the year. So they have a shaky back line already. Um, substitutes in the middle there as well. So it wasn't a full-strength Norwich team. Tim Krul pulled off some more great saves. Um, he had a nice day, but Ollie Watkins from the rip was nice. Um, Ramsey with the goal had a nice moment, a little, little uh, 40-yard run with the ball. Um, and the back line wasn't really tested. Norwich fullbacks, or um, excuse me, Astonville's fullbacks weren't really tested a lot one-on-one. I thought that was the one part that Norwich could have taken advantage of, um, exposing those guys in one-on-one situations, but they just couldn't get them the ball quick enough. So um, overall, really nice performance from Villa. Um, now it's for Norwich. It's shaky business now. Still dead last with 10 points on level level points with uh, Newcastle. So um, they need to fix some things out, and I have no idea why I picked a draw in this game. I don't know. I could just tell something bad was going to happen. Oh, yeah, and our records for this week. Sorry, I should have said this at the start. Evan went 4-3 and three with the games that were played, and I went 2-5. and five. So I knew something bad was coming my way. Yeah, um, I got lucky on this one. I kind of got lucky this week. You know, there was a couple of games that really went strangely. Um, Chelsea Everton, Palace Southampton being two of those. Um, but we'll get to them soon. City thump leads seven. Wow. This Uh, was unbelievable to watch, wasn't it? It was very like depressing after four nil because you just like felt so bad. Man City had 31 shots, 15 on target, 15. I know. So it's just unbelievable. I mean, this was like running riot, just absolute pure destruction. 
city unleashed themselves and they didn't even have to defend because they were attacking the entire time. I mean, this is... We talked last week about do City get enough credit? Like, when when City take off the restrictor plate, this is what happens. They can do this to not any team in the league, but I'd say they could do this to, like, three quarters of the league. I mean, now they're on a seven straight uh, game win streak in the league. We're talking about last year. They went on a 19-game yeah. uh, win streak. Now it's like they're kind of getting back into that form. We had six different goal scorers in this game. Yeah. Um, Ake off the bench as well. Uh, De Bruyne again to brace, just absolutely leathering the ball. Um, just you have to close him down. It's like Steph Curry, as soon as he crosses half court, you have to be in his face at all times. Because yeah. um, you, you know he can just pop it with one step. So overall... We don't really have to talk too much. It's a great performance from City, just casual for them. Leeds, really shaky, um, just looked really depressed at times. Just nothing going for them. They're sitting there right in that relegation battle. They're lucky that all the teams below them are either um, postponing games or are also losing, because um, that's their only saving grace right now is due to other teams' performances. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's, you said demoralizing or depressing. That's what this is. You know, after 3-0, I just think um, you're so demoralized usually. Uh, this one was, was so early. 3-0 was 30 minutes into the game, you know. Yeah. Um, and then... They're just chasing the whole time. Yeah. As soon as the ball went one way and they got there, it was already gone, moving on to the next player. It's just too much. Yeah, and when you go down 3-0 to City, it's you're not coming back. You're never coming back. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter if this is Liverpool that goes down 3-0 to City. Uh, they probably would never let it happen, but um, you're not getting back in a game like that against, against Manchester City right now. It's just not happening. So we'll move on. Um to Brighton nil Wolves one. First of all, I would just like to say, um, BetMGM. I truly believe that you have the absolute worst sports book uh, and user interface that exists. I, I mean, I don't think they'll be asking to sponsor our show, regardless. But um, I picked. No, I thought I picked Wolves or draw. I mean, that was a lock. It was like minus one eighty five. I had the odds at, which was crazy as fuck. Um. Yeah. And I knew that it would either end with Wolves winning or a draw because Brighton's form has been terrible. I go on there to look because I had Arsenal to win, right? I had Arsenal one and a half. Dude, I picked Brighton or draw by accident because their user interface is dog shit. I would have won so much money. It was a $20 bet. That is fucked. It's insane. Yeah, that's what I did on Wolves, just straight up. I put 20 on and made 62. I go in there at the end to look at it, and I'm like, what the fuck? Why did this bet not cash? And I look at the slip, and I had Brighton on draw. I mean, I was molding. I was so mad. Um, but we'll get into the actual result. Romain Saiz, his goal was the difference in this one. Brighton actually did come out and play. They held a majority of the possession at 60%. Just two shots on target for them, though. Um, They looked lively enough moving forward, but um, just not sharp enough to get one back. I I thought they were just kind of flat. Both teams were kind of flat in the first half. Um, But Wolves, I think, in general, do kind of play a flatter style. Um, so I wasn't really expecting a thumper in this one, you know, I thought maybe it would be, um, 
a maximum of, of a goal or two for each team. But it was good to see Wolves get this result here. Um, they are now in eighth place, just a point below Tottenham, who have, well, it should be said that they have two or three games in hand. Three matches. Three in hand? Yeah. Yeah, so, eh, you know, that's it's something to consider. Um, but, yeah, you know, it was it was a good result for, for Wolves and Brighton, for me, continue to slip. Yeah, they've been sliding just as bad, if not worse, than Everton. You remember they were, I think, third place at the beginning of the year, and now they're all the way in 13th. So they're coming back to reality. I think 10 straight games, or their last 10 games, they haven't gotten a win. Um, so worse than Everton at this rate. Um, and they were without a couple guys up front. They played Conley up there, Nomu Pai. Um, Trossard didn't have a great match. The midfield was kind of flat. Uh, Lamptey was a bright spot. He did great in the, uh, certain moments. Sanchez had a decent game. But Wolves are just one of the best defensive unit teams. They're well-disciplined. Um, they get a 1-0 lead, and they just locked it down. Connor Cody's probably one of the best center backs in the league, regardless of team. Um, he's just a great leader back there and gets the boys concentrated. Saul's been a nice goalkeeper, uh, a nice signing for them this summer, replacing Rui Patricio. I think he's top three in clean sheets now. I think he has six or seven at this point. So he's right up there with Ederson. Um, I, I want to say Mendy, but the last six games, he shouldn't be up there, um, whether that's him or the team. But yeah, Wolves, great win for them. Um, we both thought it'd be a draw. It looked like it was going to be, but just one little cheeky goal before the half ended it into a Wolf's favor. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's move on. Palace 2, Southampton 2. Jesus. Um, this game was wide open. Yeah, it was. Kind of made me a little bit sick. Um, Wolf Zaha in the second. James Ward-Prowse with the peach in the 32nd. Uh, Armando Broya, Chelsea Loney. Is he on loan? Uh, yeah, did they buy I mean, him. I think they loaned him to Southampton okay. and then Livermento they sold to him. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and then Jordan Ayu in the 65th. Man, I thought Palace would, would maybe come back here towards the end. Uh, they had a 25 minute period where they could seal the goal back and go ahead. I, I really I had Palace straight up. I thought that this would be a game that they were poised to win. Um, but Southampton looked kind of um, menacing, to be honest, in the in an attacking sense. You know, they had 15 shots, four on target. Um, Crystal Palace dominated the possession, and I think looked to be the more prepared team. But this defense that we've talked about, um, that we were talking about as a strong point, seems to kind of be suspect now. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it. They let two goals in here. One of them was, you know, a really good goal, but the other one was probably stoppable. So. Um, unlucky result for Palace, I think, but I guess it's okay to take a point. You know, you take draws as a club like Palace, you, you take draws when you get them. Yeah, they're not going to be trying to win every single game. That's just not what the, that club is. They're sending yeah. 11th, which is Good. above what they normally do. They've never finished above 10th in the, I think they've been in the Prem for nine years straight now. So mm-hmm. I think 10th's the best they've done, but uh, it's a better point. It's tough to say because uh, Southampton early mistake. Uh, I think it was Smallbone holding the ball too long in the middle. Yeah. Gets tackled by Will Hughes, and it's a quick counter. And Zaha gets the first touch of the game. He scores. Uh, and then from there, Southampton took control of the game. Great free kick from Ward-Prowse. Uh, instant uh, double downing with Broja there. And then halftime comes. Southampton with the momentum. Second half comes out. 
it's all Crystal Palace from there. Southampton didn't look like the same team from the first half. And then IU scoring his first goal. And I think since uh, over a year now, I think last November was the last time he scored. Uh, so nice for him. But yeah, I think Palace definitely needed to win this game. Southampton um, earned a point. It was a strong point. They're in that weird spot there in that relegation battle. Um, teams behind them have games in hand, so they really need to start earning more points if they want to uh, have more breathing room. But um, I don't know. It was kind of like a, it was very open. I thought Gallagher would have a couple more chances after he had a brace earlier in the week. But Southampton reverted back to their normal 4-4-2, getting Salisu uh, and Romeo back in there. That helped a lot for them. But um, it was open for either team to get the win here, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it's fitting that it ends in a tie. <laughs> okay, Arsenal 2, West Ham. No. Big um, statement win. Big statement win. A quiet first half. Um but we come out strong in the second half. We've been stronger in second halves recently, I'd have to say. Um, the the Saka goal right after halftime comes to mind a few weeks ago. And in this one, another young blood, Gabriel Martinelli in the 48th with uh, near recreation of a goal that I've seen many, many times in a U2 compilation. Just cutting in beautifully, finishing into the corner like another great Arsenal striker, <clears throat> Thierry Henry. Boy, it was beautiful to see Arsenal go ahead 1-0 against West Ham here. And it was even better to see that goal in the 87th, ensuring that we were going to walk away um, with three points. It should be said there was some controversy in this game. Um, a strange penalty, uh, a red card for Kufal as well. And, um, you know, Arteta ran onto the pitch to uh, pick Martinelli up, tell him to get back on defense. Um, I, I don't know. This team has has some character, you know. I, I don't smile often um, watching Arsenal. You know, it's it's mostly a painful existence. But this season, it's been nice to um, kind of feel like maybe this this Ars this young Arsenal team um, does listen to him and maybe relate to him on some level. And I will say that he seems to have them, the young guys especially, playing really well recently. Yeah, I think they have a really good shot um, so far from what we've seen this year to get that fourth position. Yeah, uh, Their main competition right now is West Ham United, and you can say Tottenham with all those games in hand, but with Harry Kane not being there, you don't really have to worry about him as much. Wolves is there. Um, they're not going to shoot up the table crazy because they squeak games, and then Leicester would be the only other team. And they've been wishy-washy, so Arsenal look very strong to comfortably finish in that top six but it's a long it, we have a long way to go we got 21 games left um but in this game particularly they dominated start to finish west ham could not keep up um michael antonio could not get the ball he was just chasing the game uh when Sufal got that red card they switched him back to right back for a period before they could sub in um a change to put him back up front so west ham was all over the place chasing i thought declan rice did very well um, he's a calming presence in there for them, and he tracks all over the field, closing things down. Um, but the up those guys up front, you just saw like they're not top of the line attackers because 
more times than not, they're going to struggle in games. They have nice moments, but it's not like having a Mares or a Foden or a Sala up there who you know are going to get chances on their own. These guys need help to create for themselves. So uh, Arsenal right off the rip get that goal uh, and never look back really. And the red card help, big save from Fabianski. That was a big momentum shifter. Um, but Smith Rowe off the bench sealed the deal and, um I don't know. Mikel's got something going on here, but it seems like Arsenal get two or three good results, and then there's a setback. Yep. You know what I mean? And then they fall back. I don't know. This Leeds game this Saturday, if it goes on, this could be one of those games where it's a little shaky for him, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Um, Arsenal are probably going to continue to be that way. Um, it's it's going to be one of those things that maybe keeps us out of the top four just because we're going to keep seeing these setbacks when we play bigger clubs than us. Um, but I just feel like beating teams that you know you're better than, um, you know, when it comes to pedigree and, and quality on the pitch is like such a massive step forward because over the past like three or four seasons, I've never gone into a game and been like, yeah, Arsenal have a legitimate chance at this one. You know, we could really win it. I used to pick them and have no confidence behind it. And right now I, I kind of have some confidence in us to go and, and compete in some of these games. You know, we had the setback against Everton. Um, but next week we're going up against Leeds. I'm not worried about Leeds for the first time in, you know, two, three seasons. Well, Leeds was only up last year, but you know what I mean? Um, that sort of team. I actually have confidence in Arsenal. I like the way that we're lining up in an offensive sense. I have questions about the midfield, but the defense has been good too. And it's nice to have a keeper that doesn't fucking suck. You know, um, it's nice to see how the other half lives for a little bit and it's great to see them in fourth. I feel at home. Okay, let's move on. Chelsea won. Everton won. Uh, this game just concluded. Um, it, Matt talked a little bit about this, um, but uh, I'm going to let you kind of cover this one. Yeah, from Everton's perspective, it was a great result. Um, you come into Stamford Bridge, heavily handicapped. You got all your players that are either sick or hurt. No Richarlson, no Gray, no Townsend. There was no Allen. Like, they were severely handicapped in this game. They had a bunch of youngsters play, and they earned a point, and it was well-deserved from them. But from Chelsea's aspect, it was so passive. The There was very there were very few threaded through balls or chances taken. Um, the last 10 minutes when it's level, um, nobody's whipping in a ball. We're making 20 passes in the, in the right corner going nowhere like whip a ball in challenge them i understand we have a bunch of short attackers but just drill a ball and you never know what could happen a deflection or something just take a chance i'd rather that than you just completely just waste possession it's so annoying saul got minutes again and of course did absolutely fuck all um i thought loft <laughs> i thought loftus cheek has been doing nice with no Kovacic and conte i know conte was on the bench here um, he didn't need to play because it wasn't one of those games where he needed him, but I thought he's been doing very nice. Barkley off the bench did nice. Um, I don't know. Mason Mount's goal was nice. Early on, uh, Reese James missed a sitter as well as Mason Mount uh, in the first half. It could have been 2-0 at the half. You have to put them away because that's those are the those are the moments that you put these teams to bed and you kill their morale because we go into the half drawing and they feel like they have a chance to get something out of the game. And 
uh, Benitez is a manager that can instill that into these players, and uh, they just followed through. They got a nice goal, of course, uh, a guy getting his first Premier League goal of his career against us. That's just typical. Yep. Um, I don't know. It's very infuriating. It's very infuriating because now we're four points behind City, and, and those four points, even though they don't seem like much, that's a mountain. That's a, that's a fucking mountain to climb against a Man City. Um, so that that match coming up in January against them is going to be hyper critical. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, you pretty much just hammered it. Uh, the only thing I had to say was this was like a FIFA stat line. Um, you see a team like dominate pretty much hold all of the possession, yeah. um, and just pound the net. And then you look at the end of the game and you're like, holy fuck, how did I not win that game? I'm sure that's how, how, uh, big Tommy T is feeling after this one, but we were just, we were just missing a striker's presence because all three of those guys that played up front today, none of them were a striker. All three of our forward central forward players were all out. Yeah. Nice to see CP 10 get a start though. Yeah, it's good. I mean, the commentators were digging at him. Saying they always, not, they always not, do. That's not his best position, which I agree with. But, yeah. I mean, the, the, like, what are you going to do? We don't have any strikers who, in this game. I mean, who else are you going to put up there? There's literally nobody else you can put up there. There were no other forward players. No. Like, um, the only other person would have been Hudson Adoy, and he wasn't even on the bench. So he must have yeah. something on with him, too. Yeah. It's, that's just shitty, you know? And, and I said... You know, this is the game that doesn't get flexed, right? Chelsea are missing guys. Um, they had three positive COVID tests today. Uh, I don't know if they appealed to have it to have it switched or not, uh, to have it postponed. But I mean, shit, if I'm Everton, I would. They have four guys out there. That's what I mean. Used pretty much. That's what I mean. Like, I'm sure they did. I'm sure that both teams asked for the game to be postponed. And the Prem said, no, we have to broad, you know, they didn't say it, but they have to broadcast a certain amount of games, right? In order to get the money. That's, that's what it comes down to. So maybe that's why they weren't flexed. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I've been speculating kind of all day. Um, let's move on. Liverpool three, Newcastle one. Not quite the thumping Matt suspected, but a convincing win for Liverpool. Nonetheless, John Joe Shelby opened the scoring in the seventh minute. Voldemort gets on the board here. Um, Diego Jota in the 21st, Mohamed Salah in the 25th, and then TAA with a cracker in like the 87th, I think. I don't, the goal's not yeah. listed yet, but um, oh, I remember. I watched it. Um, yeah, I mean, a, a really convincing win for Liverpool. They, of course, controlled the game, dominated the game, were, however, without their. Um, Head center back. We had no Virgil van Dyke in this game. He did have COVID. I think Fabinho also with COVID. Um, and then um, what's the other guy's name? I said it earlier and I forget. So, but three three players who are getting first team time um, all tested positive right before the game. So they didn't play in this one. And that has something to do with the fact that John Joe Shelby was able to score the first goal in this game. Um, but you know, Liverpool do what they do best, work the ball around, play really solid football, and get two goals out of guys that have been giving them goals all season. Jota and Salah, um, you know, not a surprising result, but um, certainly for a second, made you blink. Yeah, I mean, this stat line's very yeah, similar like to the Chelsea game. 
it's very similar to the Chelsea game in possession and shots and all that. But um, when the ball actually got to Liverpool's fullbacks or wingbacks, they actually whipped balls in early uh, in one-on-one situations where Chelsea, they got those balls, those lanes were covered, and nobody wanted to take a chance, so they passed around. That was the difference here. And this stat line, I mean, the scoreline could have been absolutely the same for the Chelsea game if they whipped those balls in, but... Um, they just don't have that's just not their playing style, I guess, without those um, the height of Havertz and Lukaku in there. So I don't know. It's very upsetting. But yeah, I mean, um, I had Newcastle uh, getting a goal here. I, I put I saw the odds for any time goal. I saw St. Max at plus 800. So I put 20 on him. And when I got the notification that Newcastle score, I literally almost shit my pants. And then I saw John Joe score and I was like, you got to be kidding me. Um, because he used to be a Liverpool player for three seasons too, yep. so that was a long time ago. But yeah, Liverpool got the job done. First goal kind of controversial. Uh, Isaac Hayden was injured in the box, and Liverpool carried on, and Jota scored off a rebound. Um, but when you saw the replay, he kind of made contact with his own player, and I don't know. That ultimately comes down to the ref's decision. Um, there were certain moments in these games where VAR came into play when the referee referee clearly saw the play and made the right call, but VAR was still in play. Like I don't understand how that makes sense. If the referee has a clear vision of what happened and he makes that call, how should VAR overturn that if at all? I do not understand that. Yeah, I know. I don't know, but bizarre. I don't know. Salah got his goal. Um, they said five straight seasons he scored against Newcastle, so this is his money team. Uh, so I think that carries him to now 15 goals this year, correct, or no? What's, Let me see. The, what's that? Yeah, Salah, he's got 15 goals now this year in the Prem. 15 or 16, one of the two. Yeah, he's got 15 and 17 games. He's also got listed on here 10 assists. That's so. just an unbelievable stat line. I mean, he... Um, I saw a tweet today. It said, you know, Mo Salah scored in other news. Water is wet. It truly does feel like that um, at this point in the season. I mean, he he hasn't he hasn't taken a game off. He's just been unbelievable in every single way. And um, if Afcon goes off, Liverpool are going to miss him fucking dearly. I'll tell you that for free. Yeah, shit, that might be canceled too. We'll see. I mean. Typically, the infrastructure in countries like that is a little worse, but they also, um, I don't know, they do things differently in Africa, so we'll have to see whether it gets canceled or not. Um, But part of me thinks that it'll go off and and the PL is the thing that'll get, you know, kind of axed. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Okay. Match day 18, we'll give you guys these quick. We managed to stretch those games to 30 minutes, which I'm actually impressed with. Um, Villa take on Burnley Saturday, December 18th, just two days away from now at 10 a.m. Wow. Um, this game screams draw to me, but I'm going to take Villa. Um, I don't want to go with Burnley in this one. I don't really know what to expect from Burnley because their last game got postponed. This game could get postponed still. Who knows? Um, I'm going to take a flyer on Villa, I, I suppose. Yeah, um, I'm thinking if Courtney's back, it'll be interesting, but they're saying it's touch and go right now. Um, last time these guys played, Burnley won 3-2, and the previous result, it was a draw. So I, I think with Stevie G at the home here, it's a completely different team, even though it's the same players. Uh, they just have a different attitude, and at home, I'm going to go with Villa here, easy. Okay, beautiful. 
Uh, Leeds United versus Arsenal. I was talking earlier about my confidence in Arsenal. God, it's going to bite me. I just know it will. I'm taking Arsenal to win straight up. If Arsenal play the same way they did against that West Ham team, it'll be similar to Man City's result. Yeah. But this could be one of those games where they just go back and play down to the level of the competition. Um, I'm looking to see if Bamford's back. I'm sure he won't be. Yeah, they're saying he'll still be out um, with the hamstring issue. They've been fucked all year with injuries. It's absolutely insane with the amount of problems they have. Um, Dan James is going to be out for this game as well. So they're not going to have any forward players in this game besides Rafinha. Um, So I'm going to go with Arsenal here. All right, beautiful. Wolves versus Chelsea up next. Uh, After today, like, I don't know. If we can't break down an Everton team, then... I don't know how we're going to break down actually good defensive team. This I, screams like one nothing or zero zero. I think it me. screams draw, scoreless draw. I I agree. I'm I'm going to take a draw because Chelsea look kind of impotent in an offensive sense. You know their defense is held strong uh, today, but um, not been fantastic recently. Wolves aren't a super threatening team on the attack, so I'm not necessarily worried about them scoring. I'm just worried about Chelsea breaking Wolves down, just like you said. Um, and I don't know how they're going to do it. So until Chelsea prove to me that they're back, uh, you know, really kind of pounding the net, I uh, I think I have to take a draw on this one, you know? I don't feel great about it, but just going for it. And the thing is, like, we're going to miss this. Same people we missed today. We're going to yeah. miss all of our forwards and Lof and a Hudson Adoy. So it's going to be the same exact team from today, maybe with one or two changes in the back line. Who knows? But um, you talk about not being scared about them scoring. I wasn't scared about Everton scoring today. They, they're t- all their strikers were out today and they still got a goal from a, a nobody. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think I'm just going to, I'm going to back my boys here. I'm going to be supportive and I'm just going to go with Chelsea here because I, Wolves is just as bad um, as an attacking team. And I don't know. I don't know if two weeks in a row they'll we'll, we'll give up a, a cheap goal like that. So I'm going to back Chelsea. Okay, beautiful. Um, we have Newcastle versus City next. Do we really need oh, to talk about this? Do we, need, do we need to talk about this? Because we just, nah. we just saw what City did to Leeds. Newcastle maybe thought for a second today that they could, you know, Maybe maybe just a shake for a little bit with Liverpool, but they couldn't. I'm taking City. If this was the NFL show, I would be taking City minus two and a half right now. I'm taking City to win this game. The last time these guys played was last May, and it was 4-3 City with 82% possession. I don't know how that's possible. Your boy Joe Willock was on fire that, that during that time, but you, you have to go with City here. I mean... It's crazy because all these teams always play like Liverpool and then they play City back to back. I don't know how that's possible, but it seems like that every week. Like teams always play those two teams back to back. But yeah, you have to go with City here. Okay, beautiful. And the last game before we wrap this one up Tottenham versus Liverpool. I bet you this game gets canceled. Um, can I, I bet, can I bet on a cancellation? Honestly, sure. <laughs> uh, if if there is a game, I have to go to Liverpool because Tottenham haven't played a, a game yeah, since. They're going to be so rusty. They haven't played since December 5th. 
Jesus against, against that was when they beat Norwich three nil. So, so two weeks ago, almost at this point. Yeah, they they've had two. They've had three games postponed, including a a, Euro, a conference league game against Wren. So uh, th- these guys are going to be so out of shape, not out of shape, but maybe lack match fitness. Um, Conte's come out and said he's had got only like 14 players at training sessions. Like it's absolutely absurd. And that's thrown in with like U23 players being called up. It's insane what's going through that club right now. Um, I'm surprised Arsenal isn't having anything similar like that. But since they're right there next to each other. But yeah, I have to take Liverpool here because that Spurs team is going to be ass. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, for all of those reasons that Matt just said, I, I'm riding with him. So I'm going to take Liverpool straight up too. Um, Tottenham are just going to be so out of form. Um, not really. It's not their, it's not their fault, um, but that's just the way the cookie's going to crumble here, in my opinion. Yeah, we, we went with all favorites there again. No okay. girls. Okay, listen. All favorites really worked for me. Um, I'm gonna give you guys yeah. a. Bo- I'm giving you a bonus pick. I'm giving you an NFL pick. I don't know if you guys listen to the NFL show. We got a huge game tonight. Chiefs going up against the Chargers. Yeah, I gotta look into that. Chiefs minus three. Mike Williams touchdown. I'm laying the juice. Hundred to win five twenty five. I love it. Mike, you like Mike Williams? He owns the Chiefs. He literally has a mansion in Kansas City because he owns them that much. All right, I'll but take they never they never win. Don't, the Chargers never win against the Chiefs. They did once this season. It's not going to happen tonight, but he he will score. I promise. Yeah, it's going to be a shootout. I do. I think the over hits. I love it. Right. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm down with the over and a Mike Williams TD. Oh, on that. let's go. Music to my ears. Thank you guys for listening to this episode 109 of the Post 20 podcast. Man, like I said, I feel like I've done a ton of these recently, but it feels good. The creative juices are flowing. Had my last class of undergrad today, so I am officially done with college. Woo! Yeah, it's been great. So thank everybody who's been along on the journey. Thank you for listening to the show. Um, we will see you, I guess, probably Sunday or Monday if I had could, to pick. We could do it Sunday or we could do a normal Wednesday since the, after this weekend. We won't have anything until Boxing Day. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. All right, so maybe so. we'll see you closer to Wednesday. Um mm-hmm. But until then, hope you enjoyed this one. Make sure you check us out on social media, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcast, as well if you want to listen on a different platform. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Post20Pod, by the way. Um, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you all later.